Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak your word to us. That we would hear your word and it would sink down deep in our hearts. And that we would honor you with our lives. And so we pray this now in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Please be seated. So I was talking with someone this week and I told him that honestly, sometimes I just want to stop preaching on difficult or challenging topics. Uh, not because I'm afraid to get up here and talk about it, but what so, so, happen, so often happens is that the challenging topic of a sermon ends up being the exact message that I need the week that I write it. And this week was no exception for me. In a, in a reading about weakness and groaning and anxiety, this is the message that I needed in the midst of it, and perhaps you do too. So today, we complete our uh, short sermon series on this middle section of the book of Romans. And as we've seen up to this point, that uh, all people in ourselves are sinners and guilty before God. But God has displayed his righteousness, his justice, and he's intervened on our behalf. And in his great love, he's acted for us by sending his son Jesus to die in our place and to defeat the enslaving powers of sin and death. And in faith, we're united with Jesus in his death and raised to new life with him. And yet, in the midst of all of that, we still suffer. And we still groan in anticipation of his glory coming while we look at a world that is clearly not yet as it should be, nor as it one day will be. And we long for his glory to come in its fullness, groaning for God to intervene once and for all and to finally put everything right. We see a pandemic and people getting very sick and dying. We see injustice done even at times by the very people who are supposed to protect us. We see protests turn violent. We see parents struggling to know how to educate their children when they both have to work and now also have to provide digital learning at home and they don't know what to do. And if we are faithfully trusting God and what he says and what he has done, while at the same time keeping our eyes open to the world in which we live, the fact is then we will groan and long for it to be put right. And our reading for today from Romans chapter 8 speaks directly into that anxious place, this trying time, this time of uncertainty and confusion. And so this morning, we're going to look together at this passage, and I want us to see primarily two things. One is a charge that we are given in the midst of a time like this. And the second is an assurance that we can hold on to and trust in the midst of it. So a charge that we are given and an assurance that we can rest in and hold on to. So first, our charge especially in this time of groaning and anxiety, the charge we are given is to pray. 
Verse 26 says this, The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. In our anxiety, in our longing, in our uncertainty, in our groaning, we ought to turn to the Lord in prayer. And when we find ourselves in our weakness, even at a loss for words, in that place of not even knowing how or what to pray, we are assured that the Holy Spirit himself prays for us and in us. See, we who are united to Jesus in faith and baptism are filled with the Holy Spirit, and in our weakness, he himself prays for us. So our charge is that in our times of groaning, to turn to the Lord in prayer, even when we find ourselves at a complete loss for words. So you know, of course, uh, that sometimes our church leadership has to make big decisions. That's part of our job, part of our, our leadership role. And recently, in making a big decision, your whole chapter, your whole leadership team, stopped the meeting simply to turn to the Lord in prayer, just to listen for God's guidance. And after a time of just listening to the Lord, we had people then share what they believe God was speaking. Not opinions on a decision, but only what they believed the Lord was showing. The Holy Spirit was speaking into our situation. The fact is that in that specific circumstance, we were well aware, as it says in verse 26, that we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But we turn to the Lord knowing, as it says, that the Spirit himself intercedes for us in our weakness. Or to use the words of King Jehoshaphat in the Old Testament in his time of groaning and anxiety, he said in prayer, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you, O Lord. Amen. Does anyone else find themselves feeling that in this time? Not sure what to do, not sure what's going to happen next. Parents who now have been told they're responsible for digital learning at home, many of whom know they're going to face hardship because keeping their kids at home greatly impacts their ability to work. Decision makers who have to decide on things that have major impacts on others, while it's hard to be confident about any decision. As we watch the news about viruses and unjust and injustice and unrest, I think we can agree that many of us find ourselves feeling this groaning and longing for things to finally change and be different, but at the same time perhaps feeling helpless and confused. But God's promise to you, fellow Christian, is that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. He himself prays in us and through us as we pray, even when we are at a total loss for words and, and don't know what to do or how to pray. But do not let the, the uncertainty or our weakness keep us from prayer. Let it turn you to prayer. Turn to the Lord in prayer. And we will find that even in our weakness, and actually especially in our weakness, 
that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. God is present in our weakness. So our charge is that especially in this time of groaning and longing and uncertainty is to turn to the Lord in prayer. That's our charge. And second, we see here our assurance. Something we can hold on to and trust. And the assurance that we are given here at this part of Romans 8 is that God is working all of this for our good in Christ. God is working all of this for our good in Christ. Even in the midst of job change and digital learning and unrest and elections, God is working all things for the good of His people. Verse 28, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. God is working all things together for the good of those who love Him, for the good of His people, for the good of us. And the promise is that God is doing this. God is working all things together for the good of his people precisely when it does not look like that's what's happening. Exactly when we are in our weakness and all we can do is groan at precisely that place, God's promise is God works all things together for the good of those who love him. So you can face cancer. You can face layoffs. You can face COVID. Not because any of these things are good. They are not. But you can face them because in all these things, God is working together for the good of those who love Him. Because the Holy Spirit intercedes for you even through groans too deep for words. And God is working all of these things together for the good of His people. That's our assurance in Christ. But friend, this is only working together for your good in Christ if you are leaning into Him. If you're stepping back and letting your faith grow cold and your worship go cold, then it is not working for your good. Lean in to Him. The promise is not that He works all things for good. It's that he works all things for good for the good of those who love him. Do you love him? Do you follow him above everything else? Do you worship him as your number one priority? More than whether it's comfortable or whether the service time happens to be ideal for you or whether or not you have to wear an uncomfortable mask. But in anxiety and groaning, don't let your love for God grow cold. It would be so easy to let that happen in this time. But the promise is that as we pursue the Lord, as we follow Him, as we love Him, that we can rest assured that He's got us. And that He is weaving together all these things for our good in Him. So you can rest confident 
That as it says in verse 39, that nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are safe and God is working for our good. So friends, it is going to be okay. It is going to be okay. Not because no one you love will get sick. Not because your life or your job won't change. Not even because no one you know will die. My friend died in April from COVID. But it's going to be okay because the Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Spirit of God Himself is praying and interceding before the heavenly throne for us. It is going to be okay because we who love God are assured that God is working all of these things together for good. It is going to be okay because as verse 35 says, who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. So that's the place where we wrap up our brief look through the middle section of Romans. Because we began with the place where all of us receive the verdict of guilty before God. But God doesn't leave us there. God intervenes for us while we were still his enemies. And God united us to his son Jesus in his death and resurrection when we receive Jesus in faith. And then even in our weakness and in our groaning for the world to finally be put right, God is there working all things. For the good of those who love him. And so friends. No matter what happens. No matter what comes next. Turn to the Lord. In prayer. Even when we don't know what to pray. Or how to pray. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. When we turn to the Lord. And trust. And rest assured of God's faithfulness, even in anxiety and pain. He's got us, and we can rest assured in Him. For all who are in Jesus, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.